the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, welcome to Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dr. Trudy. I'm excited to be sharing with you a two-part podcast on your identity in Christ Jesus. I hope that you will tune in today and then tune in again next week as I take you through learning how you can find your true identity in Christ alone. You don't want to miss this. Stay with me here on Everyday Living with Dr. Trudy, part one. This is the Dr. Trudy podcast where together we learn to choose faith over fear, contentment over chaos, where we discover what it takes to live a life of victory. Dr. Trudy Simmons has a Ph.D. in counseling. She's a certified life coach, a television host. She's completed 12 Ironman competitions. But if you were to ask her who she is, she'd tell you she's a woman of faith, a wife, and a mother. She's an overcomer with a calling and a gift for helping others to pull through the tough stuff. Thanks for joining us today. Here again is Dr. Trudy. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Trudy, the host of Everyday Living. Thank you for tuning in today to my Everyday Living podcast. Um, I hope that it will encourage you and challenge you and really inspire you to go deeper into the things of God. A little bit about me before we get started is I am a counselor, Christian counselor for over nine years. I am a a wife of 24 years, a mom of two, and I'm an avid athlete. And I just, um, I love God's word and I love how God's word, if we apply it and let it take root in our life, can be life-changing and life transfer tr- transformation for us. I was speaking at a, um, a group the other day and I just said, you know, if we truly could believe how much God really loves us, then we would not be owning up and walking around wounded and broken. And then out of that wounded and brokenness, responding to other people, um, in woundedness and brokenness. And so, you know, we can't give out of an empty cup. And if we feel broken, then we will respond with a broken attitude. And God says in his word that he came to set us free and we would be free indeed. And so that is my main goal with, with teaching and preaching and counseling is to really bring people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ so that you can be free and that you can be all that God intended you to be. So my topic today is your identity in Christ, your identity in Christ. Um, so who and what defines you? Who and what defines you? What's your identity? That's a question many people struggle to answer. Too often people base their identity on what they do. From their jobs to their role in their relationship, they define themselves by their pursuits. Um, and they, they, find them, they find their significance in what they do and how many people like them, how many people follow them. Um, you know, if they're doing, if they're successful, if they're not, you know, if they're not successful, people wrap that all into their identity. And what they forget is that their identity is truly in 
Father God. The truth is that God intends for all people to find their identity in Christ. But the enemy, it says in John 10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can steal, kill, and destroy your identity in Christ, then he's won half the battle. Even though you're a believer, even though your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, if he can make you believe that your identity comes from anywhere else other than Jesus Christ, then he has succeeded in that battle in your life. You know, I was talking again to another group and I said, you know, we look to man for so much. We look to them to help us feel better about who we are, for encouragement, for pats on the back. But you know, one minute they can be praising us and the next minute they can be condemning us just as they did Jesus. And so we we, li- we learn to live by our emotions. We learn to become people pleasers. If people like us, then our emotions are on high and we're feeling great. If people dislike us, then we kind of fall to the, the bottom of the pit and we kind of stay there in depression and self-pity. And that's not what God intended. So if you're a Christian, your identity and the abundance comes from being a beloved child of God. I want to give you 15, and I'm going to go through these really quick, of, of truly what you are, who you are in Jesus Christ. So get your pen, get your paper out, and we're going to go through these quickly. Um, but again, at any point in time, if you want to reach out to me, you can email me at drtrudysimmons at gmail.com. You can find me on YouTube. You can find me at thechristianview.tv and all social media outlets. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to pray with you and encourage you to be the best that you can be. So number one, um, you are a saint. Ephesians 2.19 says, now therefore you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the household of God. Romans 8.27 says, love the Lord, all you saints. The Lord preserves the faithful. And Ephesians 3.17 that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, and that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. You are a saint. You're not a sinner. You're a saint, and you are bought with a price for the kingdom of God. You know, we can, when we do, we do, when we do sin, you know, we confess and we repent, we maintain an attitude of humility and gratitude toward God, but we are not sin. You know, sin is not who we are. Your past is not who you are. The mistakes you made are not who you are. When God sees you, he sees you as a daughter and a son of the most high God. He sees you as whole and he sees you as a saint. So I want you to really think about that today. Number two. You are blessed. God has given you the greatest blessing of all, which is himself. No matter what other blessings God may or may not choose to send into your life, you always you can always be confident that God himself will be with you, loving you, and working everything in your life out for your good and his glory. You need to make a habit of reflecting on those blessings every day and thanking him for them. You know, a lot of times they say, you really need to check your relationship. Are you in a relationship with God for what he can do for you? Are you in a relationship with God because you want to be in a relationship with God? And there is, there's something very different there. I know you've probably had, um, 
physical relationship with people who only wanted something from you. And then once they got that from you, they really didn't need you anymore. So we've got to make sure we're not doing that with God. He is our greatest gift. He's the greatest gift we can have to commune with Him, to walk with Him, to fellowship with Him. And if the other things happen, other blessings happen, then then that's even bonus. But we've got to get to the point that God is enough. Psalms uh, 1, 1 and 3, it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the steps with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers. But those who delight in the law of the Lord and who meditate on his law day and night, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and who leave, who leaves do not wither. Whatever they do prospers. And then 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. You are blessed. Don't ever let the enemy deceive you in thinking that you're not blessed. Don't compare yourself with your neighbor. Don't compare yourself with um, people on Facebook. Know that you are blessed and you are chosen and you are a saint. Number three, you are appreciated. God notices and appreciates every good choice you make throughout your life, even when other people don't. So change the way you live as a result. Exchange grumbling for praying, competing for celebrating, bitterness for thankfulness, and performing for serving, and boasting for encouragement. When we are doing things unto the Lord, we do not need the praise of man. And I really want that to soak in and you to be free from having to have the praise of man. 1 John 3 and 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that he should be that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but you will rejoice. Oh, he, but he will rejoice over you as singing. God appreciates you. God sees everything you do. He sees your heart. He sees your motives. And he appreciates what you do out of love for his kingdom. All right, the next one is you're saved. You're saved. This is number four. You are saved. Think about that. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. When he looks at you, he sees you as whole. He sees you as a saint. Thanks, Thank Jesus for the sacrifice he made on the cross to save you from death, from sin, from Satan, and your old human natures. And patterns of a worldly living. You can respond in gratitude to your salvation by doing good works that God has prepared for you to do to help others discover relationship with them and help redeem this fallen world. Romans 10, 9 and, no, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You are saved. You are free from the bondage of this world. And that to me is so exciting. And that to me uh, wants me to encourage you to live differently, to walk differently, to commune with God differently. 
You are reconciled. Number five, you are reconciled. It says Jesus has spiritually reconciled you to God and other believers since God's plan for all Christians, for all the diverse types of backgrounds on earth to live harmoniously together in heaven forever. You should do your best to live harmoniously here on earth. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you be peaceful, humble, compassionate toward others. It also says that as much as it depends on you, be at peace with all people. You can be reconciled with all people. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to be best friends with all people. If people have hurt you, you set those boundaries. But you have to be reconciled with God first and then people. It says if you're praying at the altar and someone has something against you, go to them and pray. Now, sometimes we can't go to those people, but we can ask the Lord to cleanse our heart and to heal our heart so that we can be reconciled in the spirit. Romans 5, 10 and 11 says, for if while we, for if while we were God's enemies, we will reconcile to him through the death of his son. How much more having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. And Colossians 3.13 says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have any grievances against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Now, again, I'm, I'm not saying that you have to reconcile and be best friends. I'm not saying you have to reconcile and, and, um, and even, you know, have that relationship, but you need to restore it as the best that you can and be reconciled with Jesus and make sure that your heart is pure before the Lord. You, the next one is you are gifted. I'm only going to give you two more today. Um, and I'll come back and give more another day, but you are gifted. God has given you special abilities that he wants you to use in your Christian ministry and in in day-to-day, whether you're in a secular job, a, a Christian job, God has work for you to do. You have a special gift and talents, and I hear it a lot in the counseling room, and I used to struggle with this myself. What is my gift? I see people who can write and sing and act and teach and and, and what is my gift? You have to find that gift that God has placed within you and find out, you know, what you're good at. What do you, what do you, what's, what are you passionate about? What, what are you burdened about? What do you see the, where do you see the church needing help? What do you do that find, that gives you joy? Um, what opportunity has, has God already provided for you to serve? Think about these things. There's a great book, um, out and one of it's um it's called experiencing god and it says find out where god is working and then join him so start praying and asking god to open some doors for you that so you can use your gifts and so and and not believe the lie of the enemy that you don't have any gifts because you are fully gifted you have all you need for life and godliness ephesians 2 10 says for we are god's handiwork created in christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And then first Peter four, 10 and 11 says for each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in these various forms. You are gifted. You have a calling. And I want you to really think about that. Write down what you're passionate about. Write down what burdens you. Write down what brings you joy. And ask the Lord to start opening doors so that you can use your gifts. It's time to get off the sideline 
and get into what God has called you to do. I'm going to just give one more today um, before I close, and it is you are loved. You are loved. Romans 8, 37 through 39, it says, In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are loved. While the people who love you don't do so completely. They do it selfishly. They don't do it perfectly. God's love is perfect. And I want you to really believe that today. As Christians, nothing can separate you from God's great love for you. And I really want you to believe that today. First John 4, 7 and 11, and it says, Dear friends, let us love one another. For love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And his love for you is perfect. His love for you is unchanging. So I want to encourage you today to find out really what God says about you. And I gave you six today, and I'll come back next week and give you a couple more about who you are in your identity in Jesus Christ. As I said in the small group that I was teaching the other day, if we could truly know, wake up every morning knowing that we are fully loved and fully accepted by Father God, We would not walk around wounded and broken with expectations of man because our expectation comes truly and only from Father God. So when your feet hit the floor in the morning, I pray that you will know that you are fully loved, that you are fully accepted. No man owes you anything because you have all you need in Jesus Christ. I want you to live free. I want you to live victorious. I want you to live the, the life that Christ has created you to be. And that is the abundant life. Don't settle for anything less. Give God your best because he's given his best to you. I pray blessings over you. I pray freedom over you. I pray hope over you all in the name of Jesus Christ. Thanks again for tuning in to Everyday Living with Dr. Trudy. And I pray again that this has challenged you, encouraged you, enlightened you to go deeper into God's word. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Dr. Trudy Podcast. Learn more and get in touch with us at trudysimmons.net. That's trudysimmons.net. And help us to reach others with these encouraging messages of hope and inspiration by simply sharing them with your friends on your favorite social media platform. God bless, and thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you again soon, right here on the Dr. Trudy Podcast.